0: And I think there are so many lessons to be taken from the industry as a whole and as a business that you are literally going to be primed to be an exceptional business owner in any venture that you touch in the future, because you have the sales knowledge, you have the ability to deal with people, you have the ability to build relationships, you can understand what it's like to handle good sums of money as well and have a large responsibility. And I think you can transfer those skills into any business that you want to work on afterwards.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I was literally about to say the same thing. I mean, there's people in Affluent who have gone and set up e-commerce stores and they're absolutely killing it. So yeah. with marketing and, and especially digital marketing, you can pretty much grow any business on the planet. Um, so even if you decide social media marketing wasn't for you, like you said, you've got those transferable skills, which are so, so crucial. Yeah. And um, again, the big thing, just, just all you need is a laptop. I, I think in the screenshot I sent you, my outgoings were like, well, uh, profit margin wise it's, it's like 80 percent, 85 percent plus usually for me mm-hmm. um even after i've paid myself and um you look at other ventures and, and, and like property and stuff it requires much more investment there's a lot more risk to it like you said all you need is a laptop and obviously knowledge but um obviously knowledge is not power it's, it's the actual action and i think a lot of people get confused with that and um, mm-hmm. start consuming yeah. all the knowledge but it is ultimately you need to take action Ooh.
0: up guys jordan here today we are joined by sam sam's a member of the affluent academy he's the owner of Clickscope, and you may recognize him because we did a student interview uh probably around a month ago now but we had some technical issues we had to bring it down but luckily sam has actually scaled up way beyond what he was at on that previous interview which is wicked there's going to be tons of new value in this uh today um he actually replaced his 40k income within 30 days after launching an, his, his agency which is Absolutely phenomenal. So firstly, Sam, thank you so much for being here, mate, uh, for the second time. And yeah. as, as you know, from previous experience, uh, I'd like to start this off with a bit of background for the benefit of anybody who didn't watch the first one. Where um, and kind of when did you find out about social media marketing? What brought you up to that time? And when did you realize that you wanted to work for yourself?
1: yeah awesome so i, I was kind of you kind of average joe back in the day I, I dropped out of college and just had no idea what i wanted to do um, with my life and, and career wise um, and i was working dropped out of college just worked kind of tesco's warehouse jobs um, you know i mean anything that was about really and uh, you know i mean one day I just decided i need to kind of set up some sort of career for myself and IT was something that I always enjoyed at school um, particularly like the whole web design side so I actually managed to get an apprenticeship in in kind of graphic design and digital marketing a few years ago and yeah just went from there really that's where I started learning about it I'll be honest with you the the apprenticeship uh, provider was dreadful Mm. kind of just left in the corner to kind of learn on her own and I, I quickly kind of decided graphic design wasn't for me and Um, found out about SEO and and all these like black hat techniques and stuff and I I just got into digital marketing that way really and then um, yeah worked a couple of kind of um, standard digital marketing jobs uh, for some agencies and corporate jobs and and kind of just worked my way up really
0: Um, and then dived into the agency side this year so. Wicked man and was that quite a big transition from kind of working in the industry to then working for yourself? 100% 100%
1: yeah it's totally different I think I was, I was speaking to a friend the other day you don't when you have a job you, it's just easy you just have to get up go to work like do the day's work and then leave but you know what I mean when you're working for yourself you have to motivate yourself I think one thing I really learned a lot this year was you know I mean how how important things like sleep are and like your diet and fitness and like I guess optimizing yourself yeah I think that's, you know what I mean, what makes someone successful at the end of the
0: day is is kind of optimizing yourself a bit and and not just relying on like external motivation, if that makes sense. 100%, 100%, I couldn't agree more as well. Like one thing that was really important for me when I first started was, I always lived by this motto that when you yourself are a success, everything you touch will be successful. Yeah. Um, Because, and and I genuinely believe that you have to be at kind of your optimum point or at least working towards your optimum point um, as a person before you really want to then look into starting a business because if you're trying to start an agency and you could have all the knowledge in the world, you could be a member of the Academy, you could have everything that you need to, to start a business. But if you're sleeping bad, if you're tired all the time, if you're drinking all the time, if you if you've got all these habits, which are stopping you from being really focused and actually getting on with your work, then you're not going to be able to be successful no matter how much knowledge you've got. And I think that's, I think that's really, really important that, that yeah. you really do work on yourself before you launch your agency. So has it been, plain sailing or or has it been up and down like you, you'd love to forgive me because I, I really can't remember the entire story of, of 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 your scale and i know you scaled you replaced your outgoings to which was worth 40k to around four or five grand a month within the first 30 days but since then have you lost clients has it been up and down how's, how's that journey and wh- whereabouts are you at today with your agency
1: yeah, sure. It, to be honest, it's just been constant growth. Um, I think in myself, it's been a bit up and down, like with the motivation and, uh, you know what I mean, little things like that that I had to kind of iron out. Um, but yeah, in terms of growth, it, it's month on month we've grown. So I think when we did the interview a couple of months ago, I was on about 5-6k a month. And yeah. this month, uh, we had the biggest month. Um, I think because I, I love this about you, Jordan, as well. Obviously, you asked for proof of, I think I had to send some screenshots of my of bank information, which I yeah. love. There's a lot of interviews out there where you, you don't really know if, you know what I mean, that's actually kind of the truth. Yeah, exactly. People making like 200K a month and it's a bit like, you, you know what I mean? There's there, there's no proof there. So I think yeah. it was cool that you, um, you know what I mean? You needed that kind of evidence there. Yeah. So yeah, this month we did just over 11K. So, so 11,000 yeah. pounds, which I don't know, it's like $15,000 or, or yeah. a, bit, a bit more. Um, so yeah, it's just been crazy, just just constant growth, and I just put that down. So you know, what I mean, constantly chipping away, just just constantly moving forward with things. Yeah. Um, even if you get back footed now and again, or have a couple of days off where you're not feeling motivated, it's just getting back on track. Okay. Um, and, it, and this comes back to what we, I was saying a bit earlier about um, optimizing yourself and 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 all those types of things. So yeah. So,
0: so I mean, presumably you've you've been very consistent with your outreach, uh, but I mean. <laughs> can you actually i i want i want to find out like what your workload is like but uh, but we'll go we'll come back to that later what is your outreach strategy at the moment? Because not a lot of people have consistent growth within their agency. A lot of people have ups and downs because they have inconsistencies with their outreach strategy or they keep chopping and changing from this to that. So what have you been doing since the start and have you changed that now you've you've hit six figures in the agency?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think when I started, it was um, just focused on volume. I wasn't sending a lot of like personal outreach. It was just kind of a, a, a script for everyone. And now I've definitely transitioned more into making things a bit more personal even just sparking up conversations with business owners online and, and not necessarily just going in with a pitch and okay. um, just actually just starting up a conversation and doing things that way. Cause I find, I find if you sometimes when you just have those initial conversations and then you mention, you know what I mean? Let, let, I don't know. Let's jump on a quick call. Uh, they're just m- much more kind of in tune um, mm-hmm. because I think the issue now, like the agency kind of space is so big now and and, and there's not just people in the UK doing it. You've got the, U, well, across the whole globe, you know what I mean? Yeah. People are trying to scale agencies. So I think there's a hell of a lot of people out there doing the kind of volume script stuff and mm you need to cut through the noise now and i think it's getting to that stage where i think people well, you're going to benefit a bit more if you do start kind of personalizing things a bit 100%. however it is a bit of a numbers game either way and i guess with like bulk sending scripts you can get out to way more people the response rate's probably not as good but you can still have good success with that yeah uh, whereas the personalized approach is a bit slower you definitely can't get as much outreach out there but um the response rates are definitely better and yeah. I- i've definitely had much more success through that yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that's just human nature. Responding, like being personal with all your outreach is just so so important. Like especially for like even when I first started, like the agency three years ago, I was not. I wouldn't say one of the only agencies doing so because there's still hundreds of agencies around world personalising their outreach. But a lot of people are just copy and pasting these scripts that they've seen online, sending them out to loads of people and hoping for the best. Whereas what I learned from sales and working in sales is you have to personalize your outreach, make every single person feel like you've only reached out to them, not like they're some uh, part of some massive list when in reality they are part of a massive list but you still want to outreach to them personally you still want to make them feel special you still want to put in the effort and just show them the respect that they deserve so they can give you that respect back and actually jump on a call with you when you um when you're doing outreach personal outreach how many what kind of numbers are you hitting for the benefit of people who who want an idea of what kind of figures they should be hitting Uh, i think now it's maybe between five and ten
1: Kind of bit pieces of outreach a day, and then I'll yeah. do some follow ups as well, but that's like i'm I'm busy at the moment with, yeah. with fulfillment and all the other things, so I think initially it was just as much as I could get out there. I think the yeah. more you outreach and get out, the better yeah. um, I think you know what I mean what for people out there, all you should really focus on is, is booking meetings and taking meetings, and then yeah. I mean you'll deal with the fulfillment side when that comes in yeah. um, and that stuff is quite easy to pick up like um I heard someone mention it the other day, like if you, if there's a major issue that comes up, you know what I mean? You can usually solve that within 24 to 48 hours, just mm-hmm. by, you know what I mean? Looking online, YouTube videos, or you might purchase a course. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the big thing is just, um,
0: outreach, booking meetings, and then obviously taking the meetings. That's, so that's the only way to grow, really. Yeah, it's a numbers game at the end of the day. And yeah. that's the same with any service based industry is you have to hit the numbers. And if you don't hit the numbers, you're not going to sign up clients. So, you cannot then sign up like even like some people will sign up the first client, the second client, the third client, then focus all their time into fulfillment, won't keep the pipeline full when the agency falls apart. So you need to keep that consistency, even when you're already doing really well. But I mean, you must be really busy. I know we said just before this call, you're on like some at like a work retreat at the moment, taking yourself mm-hmm. away for a bit of time off. Yeah. So, I mean, you must be pretty stressed out with managing everything. Is it just yourself and the team or have you got outsourcers? How can you paint a picture of that for us?
1: Yeah, sure. So I do outsource a little bit of work just to like some freelancers and stuff um, I am looking to hire so I've been interviewing for like a, a someone who can hire uh, manage the fulfillment sorry so like a media buyer or a digital marketing specialist um, I'm just looking around at what there is really and also the sales side trying to get someone in on sales because I'm I'm reaching that peak now where I need people on on board um, otherwise I'm, I'm not going to be able to scale much more I don't think yeah without maybe jeopardizing client results and things like that which obviously I don't want to do Sure. or also just you know what i mean obviously one of the reasons i left my job was to escape the nine to five and not be working all the time so again i don't want to you know what i mean work 60 hours a week because that, that that wasn't why i left my job so yeah. um yeah um just outsourcing some work at the moment and um yeah but i'm really looking for someone to come kind of and uh, join the team internally wicked man and
0: it's actually um it's it's interesting it's that's one of the um the things or the misconceptions that i had when i first started out as well it was like i think we think when we start a business we're going to have all this freedom suddenly yeah. um and when in reality we're actually like not we're gonna to have to work really really hard and a lot of hours until yeah. we can build the business to a level uh which is respectable enough that we have a team and uh we can actually delegate stuff where we actually get time freedom back whereas like now i'm, I'm if i want to i'll only work one two hours maybe a day on the agency and can work on other ventures as well but until you get to that point you're gonna have to go through like at least 12 months or six to 12 months depending on how hard you're working of quite a lot of hours on on a weekly basis and I think a lot of people presume it's just going to be one of the, I think think people put social media marketing in a completely wrong category. It's not one of these passive income streams. It's not Amazon FBA, which all have their own problems. It's not Shopify. It's not drop shipping. It's not one of those business models, but it's put into that category. It's a real tangible business, which requires real work put into it. And I think a lot of people think, hey, yeah, I can just learn Facebook ads and call up a restaurant and I can sign them up and I can outsource it to some guy in India and then I'm just going to live this passive life when that's not actually how this industry works whatsoever. Mm. And I think
1: that creates, unfortunately, there's a bit of a kind of, um, kind of paints the industry of a bad brush in a way. There's a lot of business owners that I speak to that have been stung in the past. And I think it is those people that, I don't know. They spent a couple of days learning about Facebook ads. They signed someone up and then they, like you said, just
0: outsource it to maybe someone that doesn't deliver. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a difficult one. How do you tackle that when you come across business owners who, um, who have been stung in the past? Uh,
1: it's a good question. So I, I think it's just, you know what I mean? Reassuring them, I guess maybe taking them through case studies or reviews, if you've got any, mm. but if not, yeah, it's a tricky one really. Um, I guess you can offer maybe some sort of guarantee or a free trial, but mm that's that can be dangerous water to tread in depending on the client yeah. um it's, yeah it's a difficult one i think it's just you've got to build a bit of trust um yeah. like and rapport with them
0: that's the main thing I, I always find sharing in their frustration really works well like just yeah sharing the same frustration being like look i completely understand how you feel it's mm. so annoying to be one of the good guys in this industry fighting a battle against every, any, everybody else who's tarnished then the name in the in, in the past i think sharing that frustration as well and you instantly kind of have that level playing yeah. field with them um there's this always a really good way to tackle that uh, sam the um just taking it back to the quitting the job nine to five thing um working for yourself now um and earning over double what you were earning before in your job how has that transition been has it been better than you expected worse than you expected what's the life change like how how, how has that been for you
1: yeah, so overall, definitely better um, time and f- financial freedom. And, and, you know, what I mean, if, if I want to go away on a work retreat, I can do that. And you know, what I mean? if I, like you said, if you only want to work a couple of hours a day, I technically could do that. I just maybe wouldn't be doing the outreach and mm-hmm. and scaling up. Um so all that stuff's good. I, I think the big thing is the the, the kind of mental side to it is quite difficult. You you don't have that secure job necessarily that you just mm. have to wake up and go to. You do have to motivate yourself, and I, I think that's why the whole optimizing yourself and and all that kind of biohacking stuff is so important. Because it's easy just to wake up and I you don't know. Some people might watch Netflix all day or, or play yeah. on the Xbox. I've done it. You know what I mean. I still do it now and again. Yeah. So. I think being the entrepreneur, it's the big, it's the mental side of things. That's the difficult bit, and dealing with rejections constantly, and, and I guess some of the nerves as well. It's like everyone gets nervous when you have a job interview, and I feel like when you have sales calls with business owners, it's you're basically going to a kind of a job interview each time. Yeah, yeah. It's dealing with all that mental side, and, and there is tons of rejections, especially with outreach, especially with meetings. Like most people. You know what I mean? You you're not always gonna sign people up on the calls and mm. you'll get a lot of people that, that will swear at you and, and get pissed off with your yeah. outreach and you just gotta deal with it and um and move on. So I think it's just the mental side is the only difficult bit. But apart from that, just amazing. It's yeah. The time and financial freedom is just uh, just great, I think. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Mate, I, I couldn't agree more with the mental side of things. It's I I think actually like as a business model. Digital marketing, whether 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 somebody who's starting it wants to start it as a cash flow business because it's a great cash flow business. You can start making some money. You do have to put in the hours, but if you if you want to make some cash, you want to invest it into something else. It's a great business model to do that with. Lots of people start it, don't want to do it forever. Some people want to have a, a large agency, a big office, tens and tens of employees. That's amazing as well. But just as a business, as a business opportunity, stripping it back, it builds you as a person, like way beyond, like any other business model I can think of that requires pretty much no investment apart from your knowledge. I can't think of another business model which requires no investment apart from knowledge, which would build you as a person so much. Throwing you in the deep end with sales, like as you said, like rejections, it hardens you up so much. It teaches you so much about rejection and gets rid of any kind of entitlement that you had. I mean, because there's so many people, again, who start businesses and they have this sense of entitlement that they're gonna be successful because yeah. they've been sold the dream by someone, then they get slapped in the face by rejection. And it's this huge wake-up to them as a person, more more so not just as a business owner, but as a person. And so you really do mentally harden through this kind of a business. And then you sign up a client and you learn about overpromising, and you screw up some results and it doesn't go to plan. And then you have to get rid of them or you have to have a really difficult, com- the, the awful conversation when you have to speak to a client to tell them the strategy you're using isn't working. And that happens and you learn from that. And I think there are so many lessons to be taken from the industry as a whole and as a business that you are literally going to be primed to be an exceptional business owner in any venture that you touch in the future, because you have the sales knowledge, you have the ability to deal with people, you have the ability to build relationships, you can understand what it's like to handle good sums of money as well and have large responsibility. And I think you can transfer those skills into any business that you want to work on afterwards. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I was
1: literally about to say the same thing. I mean, there's people in Affluent who have gone and set up e-commerce stores and they're absolutely killing it. So yeah. you know, with marketing and, and especially digital marketing, you, you can pretty much grow any business on the planet. Um, so even if you decide social media marketing wasn't for you, like you said, you've got those transferable skills, which are so, so crucial. Yeah. And um, again, the big thing, just, just all you need is a laptop. I, I think in the screenshot I sent you, my outgoings were like... Well, uh, profit margin wise, it's, it's like 80%, 85% plus usually for me, mm. um, even after I've paid myself and um, you look at other ventures and, and, and like property and stuff, it requires much more investment. There's a lot more risk to it. Like you said, all you need is a laptop and obviously knowledge, but um, obviously knowledge isn't power, it's, it's the actual action. And I think a lot of people get confused with that and um, mm. start consuming yeah. all the knowledge, but it is
0: ultimately you need to take action
1: yeah
0: 100% and that's like that cheesy phrase we always hear take action it just it's so it's so important like you can literally have all the knowledge in the world if you do not take action on it you will not go anywhere like Mm -hmm. at all you can literally study a workout plan like meticulously in the gym but if you don't follow it then you're not going to do anything like you're just not you're simply not if you skip your sets and you skip your reps and you're just not gonna just not gonna progress full stop so it doesn't matter how much you know it's about how much you're actually Taking action on,
1: yeah, um, that's why I hate that um, knowledge is power saying because it's uh, not really true. Like unless you actually take action on it and utilise that knowledge, then it's it's useless, really, isn't it? So yeah,
0: hundred percent, man, hundred mm-hmm. percent. It really is, um, Sam. I, I I'm conscious of the time, so I I want to. Um, finish this uh, interview, and I've really enjoyed this. I think we I, I think this is this is better than the first. I can't. I can't yeah, definitely, <laughs> man.
1: Also, I'm not in an absolute cave. I think in the last one, it was like really dark. You could barely see me. It's just like a a, a smudge on the screen. So, <laughs> no, that's yeah. good. No, you, you're crystal clear today, man.
0: Are they? Are they? Um, blue light blocking glasses. Yeah,
1: man. Game changing, definitely. Is it? Yeah, really game changing. Yeah, cool. yeah.
0: did, did you get like strained beforehand, like from wearing those glasses? Really
1: bad. Yeah, like after doing two, three hours of work, just just staring at the screen. Uh, that yeah. is the issue with social media marketing. You, you are you are know I mean, in front of a screen a lot of yeah. the time, and even when I'm not on the laptop, you're messaging people on on your phone and stuff as well. So yeah, th- these are really good. Um, definitely allows you to work longer without
0: getting those headaches and things yeah. like that. So That's highly good. recommend them. I'll give and them a like go. twenty we'll quid. Yeah, I've been meaning to get some. So yeah. drop me a link to the ones you got. Yeah, onto. definitely, man. Um, so. If, if, if you were speaking to somebody, maybe you before you launch your agency, someone who's on the fence maybe they 've already started to sign a couple of clients they 're kind of plateauing What would you say to that person? What do you think are the keys to success in an agency away from just taking action and, and, and hitting your figures what, what would you say to that person
1: um, I, I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with with optimizing yourself um, and, and just making sure you 're sleeping right, your diet at some point you 're exercising. Um, the, the whole dopamine thing, which is huge over the last couple of years, um, just just you know what I mean. Not like if you go out and drinking every weekend, that that is actually going to affect your success. Mm. And aside from that, um, I think you just mentioned it. It's it's like you need to fail moving forward. You're going to l- learn a lot on the way. And the only way you can guarantee failure is if you just don't take action. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, it's the sales side. You just you just need to dive headfirst into it and, and yeah. commit really. And I think it's just chipping away each day. Don't get knocked back too much when you when you get those rejections or you maybe lose a client because that is going to happen. Yeah, Uh, just take it as a learning block and you know what I mean. If something bad happens, think you know what I mean. What can I learn from this? How can I Mm -hmm. change it? And you're just going to grow as grow as an entrepreneur.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent, and that's that's vital. And and I think what one of the most important things to take is like the journey is not going to be a straight line, and you need to enjoy that and embrace that. I think once you set those expectations before you even get started once you accept that okay i'm not just going to sign up on the client on my first meeting once you accept that you're probably going to have to make 20 cold calls to get one meeting whatever that may be whatever your strategy is then you're going to enjoy those failures because you're like okay well that's just part of it like oh okay that's just one of those meetings i know oh this is one of those clients that somebody told me about it's going to be a nightmare it's like once you understand all the moving cogs and once you understand that it's not just going to be this straight line then you really can embrace that and you can just enjoy that journey and I think that's really important because that's, that's what ultimately is going to make you enjoy the returns. It's what's going to make you enjoy the monthly income that you're getting and enjoy that new freedom because you're going to know how hard you work to get there. And then you're no, you're never going to want to go back to where you were before. Mm.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. Completely agree with that. But yeah, I think the big thing is just try and book meetings and take meetings. If, if you're trying to grow an agency, I was speaking to some people the other day that I think they had like a couple of organic clients that came in but and then they, they they're kind of just sat there waiting for more referrals and organics to come in and yeah. you you're going to scale very slowly. But um, yeah. I think the big thing is, is just outreach focus on booking meetings and then improving your sales skills. I think that's, that's key. Yeah. hundred
0: percent. hundred percent. Okay. Wicked. Thank you so much, Sam. Uh, thank you. I've really enjoyed this. this. We'll do it. We'll do another catch up. Um, I'm, I'm going to be doing like another series hopefully next year. when basically checking in with people that we did interviews with before and then seeing how they're getting on and stuff um so it would be really interesting to see what stage you're at then um, but guys i hope you have enjoyed this please do share it with somebody else who would get value from it also drop a comment down below uh, with your favorite part of this and uh, yeah i'll put uh, sam's contact details in the description sam what platforms uh, are the best places for people to reach you on
1: uh facebook and instagram and yeah if you drop a link to my youtube
0: channel down below i'm yeah. gonna find comments on there as well So we uh, yeah. go check out sam's youtube follow that journey and yeah go to smash it guys, get your numbers. I'll see you all very, very soon. Cheers, Sam.